Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. In our study of the liturgy, of course, we're at the Lord's Prayer, and we're still there. And it's important that we're still here again because this is the prayer that Christ himself commanded us to pray. And so, therefore, staying here and meditating upon it for several Sundays is beneficial because we kind of need to understand it and chew on it and meditate on it. Because again, this is the prayer that was given to us by Christ himself. And it is also appropriate that we be talking about the Lord's Prayer today, because in the parable that Christ tells us in today's Gospel, he uses the very same word that is used in the Lord's Prayer for trespasses. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But in the case of the parable, it is used as debt because the servant owes a debt of 10,000 talents. So we really need to chew on this word. In the gospel, it's ophilomenon, and in the Lord's Prayer, it is ophilimata and ophiletes. So these, you can see that the root word is the same. Now if we look at the etymology of this word, the origin is indeed an economic one in the sense that if I owe you money, I owe you a debt. And it is this word that is being used to describe that debt. Well, as the word evolved, it came to be known in context of the law or society, in the sense that if you transgressed the law, you owed a debt to society for your actions. And so therefore, here we have these two meanings, debt and transgression. Now, today's parable gives us an idea of how we should be thinking about this particular word. Because the parable gives us a ridiculous amount of money that this servant owes. 10,000 talents. And for those of you who are not aware, a talent, depending on which era and what part of the world you were living in, but it's about 20 to 30 pounds of silver. So imagine 10,000 20 to 30 pound nuggets of silver. And that's the debt that this particular servant owed. In other words, it's an insurmountable debt that no one in their right mind could ever repay. And yet the king forgives it. We, as creatures created by God, have been given everything in our life, especially life itself. And there is nothing in this world that we can do to repay that debt because we cannot create life, not without God. And everything that we do make with our hands comes from God. 
So there is nothing literally in this life that we can do to repay the debt that we owe to God for all that he has done for us. And then if we throw in there sin and the fact that every day we do these small little things that turn us away from God, and then the debt becomes even more insurmountable. And yet, God sent his only begotten son to become a human being, to go to the cross, to die and enter into the tomb so as to forgive that debt, all of it. All that we owe for all the stuff that he has given us, including life itself. He has forgiven all of the sin that we have committed in our entire lives by turning away from him, all of it, wiped clean. And this parable, of course, parallels the prayer that Christ has given us in the Lord's Prayer. The prayer itself tells us that we should forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. But it's interesting. It doesn't actually say that. It says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's putting the onus on us. In the same way that the onus is on this servant who has been forgiven the 10,000 talent debt, that he should treat this other servant who owes him a hundred denarii, which is a pittance. And yet this servant throws this guy who owes him a hundred denarii into debtor's prison. And so, so therefore the king treats him in exactly the same way. He gets thrown into prison until he can pay off the debt, which is impossible. At least the guy with a hundred denarii has a shot of getting out of jail. This guy, there's no hope. So it is a warning to all of us. The standard by which God will judge us is the very same standard we demand of ourselves. That if we forgive, the fullness of that forgiveness of the cross will be bestowed upon us. If rather we choose to do things our own way, if we turn our back on the cross, if we demand of other people payment for the debts that they owe us, for the transgressions that they have done against us, that very same standard will be applied to us and the debt that we owe for our life, for everything in the world that has been given to us, and for all of the sins that we commit every single day, even greater than the concept of 10,000 nuggets of silver that are 20 to 30 pounds each. And we'll be thrown into a situation wherein by our own hands and our own capability, we will never be able to pay that off in the same way that we are asking these other people to pay us for their transgressions against us. So therefore the Lord commands that we forgive our brothers with the fullness of our heart. And that word heart implies a relationship. It implies that we get to understand why this other person transgressed against us. To understand what it is that was in their mind when they said or did whatever it was against us. And for us to then try to understand them and their situation so that that relationship becomes the foundation upon which both of us may forgive each other and move forward 
as brothers and sisters. So therefore, this word is used very specifically by the Lord to remind us of all that has been given to us, all that God has done for us, and as a reminder that without him, we can literally do nothing because that's all that we will have left without God. And our path towards God, our path towards Golgotha, where he forgives all of the sins, all of the debts that we owe, is forgiveness. So let us in our hearts think of all the people who have wronged us throughout our entire lives, and with our whole heart, by renewing relationships, by reaching out, forgive. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.